Welcome back to the Conversational Marketing Podcast. We are so excited to have Brianna Gammons from Modus in the studio today. Brianna has been a Drift customer for over two years, which means that she's been at Drift longer than just about three-fourths of our company at this point. But we're not here to talk about Brianna's use of Drift today. We actually want to talk to Brianna about an experiment that she ran. So we saw that her and a member of her sales team challenged themselves to post a learning or a piece of content on LinkedIn every day for 30 days, which we did for five. Brianna and her colleague took it to the next level for 30. And we just wanted to do a deep dive on what you found makes a successful LinkedIn post. But let's start off with just an easy first question. Why did you start this challenge in the first place? Or why did you choose to participate in this challenge in the first place? Yeah, so I was at work just kind of watching a a LinkedIn Live during kind of lunchtime while I was eating. Mm -hmm. And it was uh, Jake Dunlap and Colin Cadmus, just kind of sales like influencer type people. I'm in demand gen, so I work really closely with the sales team. So it's walking in their shoes a little bit like to absorb all the the sales stuff. So they challenge their audience to post on LinkedIn every day for 30 days. People were commenting if they were going to do it. And so I commented and found out that one of my coworkers was also watching the same LinkedIn Live and also wanted to do it. So we connected afterwards and decided to really hold each other accountable that month and do it and teamed up with a couple other people on LinkedIn as well. So it was a lot of fun to go through that process and have people to do it with. Yeah, that's awesome. I couldn't have done it without like Sarah, I think, just because yeah. we would slack each other in the morning and be like, what are you posting today? Yeah. What's interesting? And we would kind of talk through it together. But I mean, we did it for a week. And at the end of the week, someone commented on my post, like, are you going to keep doing it? Are you going to do it forever? <laughs> I was like, oh, my gosh. But it really like I found so much value in posting every day. I feel so much more confident now when something is on my mind to really just say it on LinkedIn and on that platform because I know now that my community is kind of there for me and that we can have these conversations. So I think that was a huge learning for me. But Sarah had this one post and we talked about it on a previous episode, but it absolutely blew up. There was a blog written about it. There was so much, so many comments. I don't know what I did. I don't know. It was so simple. But did you have any posts that just blew up? And what did it say? And did you think about it before you posted? Or did you just kind of like go for it? Yeah, I think most days it was kind of going for it. Sometimes I would kind of like slack my coworker and be like, hey, I don't know what to post today. Like, what are you posting about, right? Mm -hmm. Even though we weren't necessarily posting about the same topics every day just because our kind of goals were different through doing it. But one of my favorite ones was one that I think I LinkedIn messaged Sarah about it a little bit, but one that I posted on a Saturday morning, 9 a.m., was just kind of like sitting at home, like getting ready to like go to workout class. And I was like, I got to do this sometime today, so it might as well be right now. It was just kind of a, a topic that has always been like important to me. Just thinking about sales always calls marketing leads inbounds. And, like, I do a lot of outbound marketing, so I'm kind of like, mm, that's not really an inbound. <laughs> like, people worked for that, right? <laughs> so kind of, like, just thinking through it that way, just, like, not all sales is outbound, right? They get a lot of inbound messages as well. I like that how you defined the success of that post wasn't also just, like, the engagement the 
post itself got, but like the reactions and how people wanted to connect with you after the fact as well. I think that that can kind of be like applied to thinking about a lot of other things in marketing. It's like, yeah, like how did this specific campaign do like in terms of metrics and like engagement and click-through rates and whatever, but like did people reference it afterwards? Like, is that the reason why they reached out in the first place? Or like, is that the reason why they replied to that email is because they saw that you did this thing? I think that that's a really cool lesson that you can kind of like apply, like internalize and then apply to not just like your own personal brand of posting on LinkedIn, but like the other things that we do every day of like driving marketing campaigns and reaching out to leads on LinkedIn if you're on the sales side of things and just like keeping that mindset of just like everything that you do can influence like other things. So that's fun. (laughs) (laughs) But I want to also talk about like LinkedIn and the reach that it has because we were talking about posting thoughts and ideas and that kind of reminds me of like old Facebook days where you were just like, what's on your mind? Like that's so Facebook and like posting that status. But I don't feel like LinkedIn was like that, even just like earlier in 2018. Do you think like a challenge like this could have been feasible a year ago? Or do you think that it's just like something's changed, not only in the way that we use LinkedIn, but the way that we view a platform like LinkedIn and the way that we view like personal branding was the like reason why this challenge is like a thing that exists in the first place? Yeah, I don't know. I feel like probably not like a year or two years ago. I know like Drift has done a lot with LinkedIn and kind of that's where you see like start to see people's things because like everyone's kind of posting about something and kind of expands beyond your network which Mm -hmm. you don't really get as easily with stuff like Facebook or Instagram it's more like the people you're connected with already I haven't tried to post every day for 30 days on those channels so I do not know but probably haven't posted on Facebook in about three years but that's okay (laughs) I'm all right Um, with that yeah. yeah but I think it's also just like people being comfortable with commenting on strangers posts right like maybe like a instagram like influencer i might comment on something or if it's like a contest but like i wouldn't comment on like some random person's post like oh that's a great thought that you just laid out in that question right like and that's a lot of where the engagement is as well as commenting on other people's things so was the 30-day challenge was it just to post or was it also to engage because i also because we were not connection so i saw you engaging with a lot of people's posts as well did you feel more confident doing that or was that just part of the like challenge itself. that that wasn't part of the challenge I think a lot of it was both like supporting the other people that I was doing the challenge with as well as just like making new connections mm. with different people throughout it so like I was also just on LinkedIn all the time yeah. so like stuff would come up more often yeah yeah that sounded interesting so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah I think that's what's so interesting though is LinkedIn more so than honestly a lot of other social media platforms is about community and it's about a community of learning. Mm -hmm. So you're totally right. On LinkedIn, I would go to anyone's post and add some insight or ask a question. And I really couldn't see myself doing that on another channel. But I think just generally when we think about conversational marketing and the shifts that are happening in marketing, so much of it is around community and that community of learning and cultivating that Mm -hmm. and making new connections through that community. It's something that we have a VP of content and community, Mark Kellens, who is very active on LinkedIn and could talk our ear off about community and the power of it. But 
I think that's so evident when you go to do a challenge like this. I think that's starting to become like a new shift as well as like we see companies having an evangelist officer, like a chief evangelist officer, which is like they go out and they're like the face of the brand and they have to be personable and they have to talk to people and they have to feel like you're speaking to a representative of all that is like Drift's culture, all that is like Modus's culture. I know that outreach has a chief event or like has an evangelist like manager or something along those lines and I think that that wouldn't have existed without a platform like LinkedIn allowing people to have a personal brand associated with their professional brand Mm -hmm. which is like so cool so cool (laughs) I think you see the evangelist role I think maybe even in the past like five years further back at more like IT companies or hardware, but you didn't see it as much in software. So Mm -hmm. I think that's really exciting to see more of. But it's also like you can't just have one person talking about the brand, right? Like you guys don't do that. Hopefully I don't do that for (laughs) Modus, right? So like everyone's out there interpreting the brand in whatever way they are. And like as a company, you have to be like comfortable enough in your message that you're, and as marketers too, like teaching people Mm -hmm. like how to talk about things and give it their own spin in order to connect with people. Yeah. And I think that spreads throughout your channels too. Like your people are amazing advocates of your brand, but then throughout that, whatever the people are saying, are your emails in that way and conversational? Is your Twitter in that way and conversational? Is your drift bot conversational in that way? I think that that shift just generally is throughout Throughout yeah, it's all like the channels. Part of your like larger brand and communication strategy is just yeah. like, do, are we aligned in our messaging? Mm-hmm. Like, whenever anyone talks to us, yeah. Because now we're going out and talking to people. Like, do we sound the same mm-hmm. when they talk to when they talk to our drift bot versus when they get routed to a person versus when they hop on a call with that person versus yep. when they see us at a trade show versus when they tune into one of our webinars. And, like, all of those things are, like, conversation touch points, and we have to make sure that we're all on brand. And even, too, like, when your customer, like, you're talking to customers or customers talking to each other, you still want them to have the same impression overall. Yeah. You want them to also use the terminology that you use. And, yeah. oh, man, we just went deep down a rabbit it's, hole. Sorry. It's, no, <laughs> I love trash. it. It's, I, I mean, that like, was awesome. I love seeing people use terms like, conversational marketing and CQL and CDR and even like Drift Tip Tuesday. Like that is so cool to see when your brand can then seep into other people's channels too and they start to adopt that language. And that I would call ROI. A. (laughs) Measure. Measuring. So on the topic of measuring. Oh man, that um, was so smooth. Thank you. Can you share any metrics with us? And if you do have specific metrics, what was the most surprising thing that you got out of this experiment? Yeah, I think for me, I didn't focus that much on metrics. Like a lot of the views and and comments and things were just like, some were worse than I'd had in the past, some Mm -hmm. were way more than I'd had in the past. So it was more just about like, getting into a habit of getting stuff out the door every day and writing every day. Like, I'm in marketing and demand gen, but I'm not, like, I'm not a content marketer. I'm not a social media manager. I'm not writing on behalf of the brand every day. So kind of getting in that habit has been really helpful for me just when I am kind of taking the opportunity to write things. These days, marketers specifically, we think about ROI in kind of, like, black and white terms. 
what is the percentage and the number and all of that. And in reality, there's another form of ROI that isn't measurable in that way. And it's how are we connecting with people? Like we have someone, Robert. Oh, <laughs> Robert. Rob. Is it Giuseppe? think so i'm we're really sorry if we're pronouncing your name wrong rob <laughs> yeah. he's going to be at all three hypergrowths so like london boston san francisco and he wasn't a drift customer up until like a few weeks ago so he started off as a drift customer that's how he got introduced to our brand but then he moved away from that company joined another company was like doing that thing but has been like an evangelist of the brand for like two years similar to you of just like is familiar with the brand yeah. he was so excited to be at london hypergrowth we were like hey we'd love to offer you tickets to boston hypergrowth he was like oh my god that's incredible he came to boston hypergrowth he loved it we were like do you want to come to san francisco and he was like there would be nothing more than i would love than coming to san francisco hypergrowth and we were like okay and like the way that we do a lot of these communications with him and like hearing his feedback is through social yeah and like through him being an evangelist of our brand right. on social media. Right. I consider that return on investment huge. Yeah. You know, just having those, creating and cultivating those super fans and just having a genuine relationship. And a lot of those do start on LinkedIn. And it starts by putting yourself out there and having these sorts of challenges. If we are talking about ROI, we do at Drift measure, like, do people interact with our social media posts? And is that a touch point that we can then add to the account that shows intent? Like if they interact with one of our VP of content and community or VP of brand or CEOs, like LinkedIn posts, like they're basically getting associated with our brand and our positioning and like our messaging. So like that means that whatever we're putting down, they're picking up yeah. and they might yeah. be like a good fit for our and it's a product. good, like, reason to reach out to them, too, right? Yeah. It's not just, like, a sales rep saying, like, you need Drift. It's awesome, it's right? Like, it's you like, agree. I saw that you liked this, yeah. right? This like, we have resonated. other stuff about this yeah. that we can talk about or, like, That's what we're all wanna, about as, yeah. like, a thing. Like, do you want to take the next step <laughs> and be a customer? <laughs> In terms of, like, the ROI and measurement that you can't really, like, measure, like, did you see... Do you feel like you have, like, a bigger community on LinkedIn? Or did you, like, join any, like, groups or, like, did any opportunities present themselves to you that, like, came specifically from this challenge that were, like, oh, that's new and cool. Like, yeah, I'd love yeah. to do that. Well, right now is yeah. one. So that, right? yeah, that checks out. <laughs> so, so I had posted about Drip Tip Tuesday for one of those, and it was one that it was actually from – my coworker had mentioned it in a meeting. We were talking about something completely different. He's like, oh, we could do like tips and post about that like Drift has been doing for Drift Tip Tuesday. So that's where the idea came from for that, from you guys through my coworker and then to me. So We're thrilled. <laughs> we're so excited. That is so cool. Yeah, and I, I think that was one that like a lot of the things I was posting about was just stuff that was coming up in, in yeah. my job, right? It was that's like kind relatable of relatable content. Yeah. yeah, and it's like onboarding I was onboarding a new BDR onto Drift so it's like hmm good time to think about like tips for people or lessons that they can learn as they're starting out so you ran this experiment for 30 days those like learnings and experiences that you have are you going to take those and apply that to your demand gen function at Modus or are you kind of just going to be like all right cool learned a lot about myself this was cool I'm just going to go back to like my regularly scheduled programming so a lot of it was just kind of empathizing with sales more. So really the 
the discipline of like keeping up your activity levels, like having to post every day, like the stakes are a lot higher for sales than for marketing, but that's something like also just having the accountability with other people to do something is something you don't really, I guess I haven't experienced as much like in marketing in general. So it was also just testing out new copy and just kind of ways of talking about things. I think when you're posting on LinkedIn, I think everyone kind of knows like how it goes and how you write on LinkedIn is a lot of times different than other places, mm. um, but it doesn't have to be. And there's things from other other networks that you can try on LinkedIn and see if it works. So I think that's one just kind of practicing writing in, in different ways. Yeah. really helpful. Yeah, that's so interesting. I even found after our short experiment on LinkedIn that the way I was writing emails was more engaging because I had those learnings from posting and what resonated, even just on that one-to-one level of Mm -hmm. writing a coworker or an external customer, an email or anything like that, or my social posts on other platforms Mm -hmm. changed too. So it was just so interesting. But did you find that your personal brand shifted any marketing strategies that you have at Modus? One thing that that we did in the middle of the challenge is we have lots of times that we kind of as a marketing team and demand gen team collaborate with the sales team and we kind of pick a topic and all work together on something in like an hour or so of time. So we had one on LinkedIn posts and targeting like a specific audience. So we all wrote our own posts and kind of like brainstorms like what types of things would work. So that was one that was exciting just for both from like a sales rep and like a social selling perspective and for marketing, just for our team, people writing on behalf of themselves on LinkedIn more. So definitely getting some more people excited about posting and hopefully more opportunities because of it. That's awesome. All right. We're moving into our lightning round of questions. (laughs) These are questions we ask every single guest who comes on our podcast. So just whatever comes to mind can be whatever anything at all. What's one tool you can't live without? And this can be personal, professional. I didn't think about this one for a while, but I will say my toaster oven. So I don't think I've had a regular toaster like myself ever. Like I've always had a toaster oven, not like growing up, but since I've been like in school and post-grad, I hate turning on the oven. It takes so long to heat up but it's just so much faster with the toaster oven. So it's a very random thing to to need in your life, but it's very helpful. (laughs) What's your favorite conversation starter? I am not a big small talk person. So I think one thing I know for a lot of like sales teams and other people, it's always like the weather, Mm. right? Or like if you're British, they talk about the weather a lot. (laughs) So kind of like figuring out other things to talk about, right? So Mm. if you're at like an event, like you're obviously there for the same reason as the other person generally. So talking about that, just kind of finding something to like geek out about, right? Sometimes it takes a little bit to find what that is with somebody when you're talking to them, but things get a lot more interesting when you get to that level. Totally. I love geeking out with people. I love when you like see the light switch in their eyes and they're like, well, the and uh-huh like, oh moment. my God, do you have pictures? Can I see? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Oh, that happens with dogs a lot. Oh, yeah. I like all the time. They're like, well, I just got a new dog. And I'm like, why Why aren't you showing me pictures of it right now? When was the last time you had a flawless buying experience? Doesn't have to be just B2B. It can be anything. Okay. I have a long saga for this one. Okay. Oh, my gosh. So in October, I had two weddings where I was a guest back-to-back weekends. And I was like... 
I don't know how I'm going to figure out what I'm wearing. Like, this is so annoying. I have to do all these things. I went to, like, department stores, and it was just, like, you don't know what size to get. There was this girl in the dressing room next to me, like, singing at the top of her lungs, like, just hanging out. Like, it was just a not a great experience. Also, the weekends I was looking at, it ended up being when Rent the Runway, like, canceled everyone's orders. And so I was like, can't do that. So I ended up at, if you know, Best Dressed in Southie. I don't. That's where I was. It's like a dress rental store. Mm. It's very, like, modern type place. I ended up, like, picked out a bunch of dresses to try on. The kind of one of the owners was there and picked out two extra ones based on what I picked out, and those were the two that I ended up getting. So really, like, the experience of, like, that wouldn't happen really in the department store. Like I would yeah. have to dig through piles and That's who like knows what's there. Definition personalized buying yeah. experience. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like to a T. So nice concierge to bring you through the process. Totally. And so. I think always when I have someone who's by my side during the buying process, I one normally spend like two X what I was going to spend, but it also just makes it so nice. It makes yeah. it so flawless, yeah. What makes you you, and how do you bring that into your job? Yeah, so one thing about me in general, I'm very metrics-driven. So I always like kind of planning stuff out and measuring results. So I think in marketing these days, a lot of it's about creativity or kind of the brand side of things, but being able to take that and bring it back to what's the goal of this and where do we want to get to? Mm -hmm. It doesn't always have to be like super measured at every touch point, but thinking about how to frame conversations differently. Love it. All right, Brianna, thank you so much for coming on the podcast today. We had so much fun. We really went off script and (laughs) dug deep, dug deep. But yeah, it was a blast. Thank you so much. Yeah. Thank you guys. 